0: peace from god our father and our lord jesus christ from beautiful hotel candelaria in antigua guatemala my name is sean smith and on behalf of myself and my beautiful wife domerice hello welcome to now is the time
1: it is my privilege to welcome to the mobile pro podcast booth concrete crew is that right floor Floor crew crew. floor Floor crew See, the notes here say stove crew, and I caught myself before I just read it blindly. But then I said the wrong thing. Anyway, I'm Daryl Darnell. I'm your host for today's episode, and I'm going to have the crew introduce themselves, starting with Jason. My name is Jason Nice. I'm from Campbell, California. Garland Peabody
0: from San Jose, California.
2: And Daniel Peabody from San Jose, California.
1: Well, I should say welcome back to all three of you guys. You've all sat in this room before and recorded a podcast. Yes. So welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so this is my first time hosting the podcast, but I've uh, sat in and recorded a couple of these episodes now, so it's kind of cool to sit in this chair. And it's cool for me to get to know you guys a little bit. We were just kind of talking before I hit the record button that the floor crew gets up earlier than most of us. There's a, there is one stove crew that gets up with you guys, and you guys are doing a a task that none of the rest of us are doing with floors, so I'm really curious to learn more about your experience and to learn more about you guys, because I barely get to see you guys. We're almost like ships passing in the night, so... Um, let's just start out by talking about maybe one thing that has surprised you the most about this trip to Guatemala. uh, some of you have been here for two weeks, so I don't know if you're able to distinguish where one week ended and the other week began, but anything different than what you expected or what you thought it might be like? No, it's, uh,
0: this week has been pretty much, we were here last week, um, also Daniel and I also doing floors. Uh, Jason was here, but I think he was actually building stoves last mm-hmm. week. Um, but it's been, uh, it's actually been a really, really good week. It's been, the weather's been absolutely wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> hasn't been too hot, hasn't been too cold, doesn't rain until the evening. Um, the floors have been pretty easy to do. A lot of them been uphill. I mean, you had to move materials up hill to get to the floors, so it was,
1: but it's been good. For those who might be listening who've not tuned in to one of these podcasts before and they think they know what concrete work looks like in the States, what's concrete work like here in Guatemala? Maybe I'm asking this for myself because I did ask you a little bit of this before we started recording, but this is a pretty new level of knowledge for me i'm i'm learning you know what this process is all like and i'm sure others listening are too so Daniel, uh, maybe you can tell us what that process back home
2: is like. i'm sure you're used to seeing you know those rotating trucks those carry concrete um here you start with three piles you start with your sand your rock and your cement and uh what you'll do is you'll take in your wheelbarrows of sand and you'll make a pile you'll bring in your bags of cement and you'll break them open and you'll start to mix them and usually you'll mix it into one pile and then back into the main pile so now you've got your sand and your your cement mixed up real nice and then you'll kind of make a little kind of bowl if you will and then bring in your wheelbarrows of rock and rake it up so that you got this ridge with rock on top of your mixture and then you just hose it down real good And you'll start to mix it just, you know, going along till it starts to get wetter and wetter. And once it gets to where you like it, and every mason's a little different. Our first mason liked it really wet. He liked to just be able to slosh it around and and get it moving real nice. This guy is much more precise. He likes to measure his wheelbarrows. He likes to make sure everything's nice. And he does small piles and then moves it and then does like small piles and moves it. But uh, usually you just start in the middle of the floor and start to mix and then you'll spread it out and get it all nice and smooth. It's actually one of the most effective ways to to pour a slab by hand that I've ever seen in my life. It's mm. very effective.
1: So when you say the mason, you're talking about a, a local Guatemalan who's helping you on yeah. the job site.
2: Yeah. Uh, last week was uh, Luis mm-hmm. and this week we have Jose. And uh, both are very talented they're very good at, at looking at square footage and knowing how much sand they need and rock and and cement and all that it's it's very impressive i mean it's definitely impressive
1: that's cool to see jose he he was when his family last year was my first time to come to Guatemala and the the first day the monday that you all come it's a training day whether you're doing flooring or installing stoves And so everyone – and we had a really small group last year, so we only needed one home to go into to install that training stove. And it was Jose's house. Oh, how great. Yeah, so we met Jose that day. We met his son, who's also Jose, and his father (sighs) and his wife and I believe his uncle – and they're carpenters, but so I was surprised he was helping you as a mason this year. Wow. They're a very skilled family, and so it was really cool to see him again. And saw his son today, and they're a great family. So awesome! Yeah, got to talk to him a little bit this afternoon at Vacation Bible School. Oh, so awesome! That was awesome. great. All right, Jason, I haven't forgotten about you. Uh, let's talk about some of the homes that you have seen. You've done two homes, or no? You how many are you doing a day?
3: Three.
1: Three? Okay. Yesterday was training day, technically, so it, was it also three, then? It
2: goes one, oh, four. then three days of three, Okay. and then Friday, we only do two. Okay, so you're doing so nine throughout total. the week. Twelve total. I, I could total. do math. That'd be great. <laughs> okay,
1: so you've done a few already, Jason. What mm-hmm. are some of the homes like, or does something stick out to you that you've seen? Well, uh, yes. So I've been coming here a th-
3: number of years. And this is the first year, the first place that I've seen carpentry as one of the main trades that people do. And most of the houses have a workshop in the back. The first house we did yesterday, and then one of the houses, the neighbors nearby did some working, and it's beautiful work. And Sean said the other day that wood is very expensive here, so it's interesting that there's so many carpenters in this area working with wood
1: mm-hmm. yeah what are some of the things that are different about a guatemalan home than a, than a home in the u.s and that can be from a flooring perspective or just you're talking about how they're doing carpentry out of their house i mean some people do have their business with with their house for the most part we don't especially if it's a trade like that but i don't know what are some of the things you guys are seeing that are different about the guatemalan home life or, or way of life
2: In terms of, from a flooring perspective, um, one thing that's very fascinating to me here is, I mean, pretty much all the homes last week, when we arrived, it's, it's a fairly level foundation, already ready, they've leveled their dirt out, most of them have some type of boarding up to maintain concrete, usually the doorways are left open, and sometimes we'll have to find a board to block it, but they Mm -hmm. always have water ready. I mean, they're, they're ready for you. They, they, they want to help them. A lot of the women are helping gather water in buckets while we're working on the floors. And I mean, you know, back home, it's like, I paid you to do this job or something. There you go. And it's just kind of like point and click, you know, and here they're really wanting to make it as easy as possible as, as, As much help as they can give you and I've thought that was very amazing because I've just I've never seen that in in any field I've worked in is as far as that that you know you're coming to do a job but I'm going to help you with it and and that's very deep in their culture and it's very nice to see I mean it's very you feel welcome in their home as soon as you step in and it's wonderful
1: Carl and Jason?
0: Well, I've always found that when we're doing it's amazing that some homes have water pressure and some homes don't have water pressure. So a lot of times to mix the concrete, you have to carry it over in buckets and you have to dump it in. And and it's, it's still probably the most efficient way to do it because they'll have two or three 55-gallon, Uh, drums just full of water waiting because they know you're coming and they want to make sure that you have them. Mm. And Daniel's right. We uh, did this house where we actually did two floors in this house, but it was like uh, multiple levels. And we had to bring... We actually literally had to put a rope in the front of the wheelbarrow, have somebody on the back of the wheelbarrow, and one person would be pulling up this... Mm. up to, to the top and the other person's pushing. But when it came time to start adding the water, there was... Three or four women in the home, yeah, and they were just bringing five gallon water buckets by the bucket, oh. and I mean nonstop. just turning just, around
2: and grabbing another bucket. And, and they was already them there. up,
0: dude. It's, I was really <laughs> it was amazed because <laughs> a five gallon bucket of water is heavy. Definitely. Yes, it is. And they didn't, they didn't, even, they didn't no even challenge, mm-hmm. they just carried them up, handed right. them to you, and mm-hmm. sent them down. And <laughs>
1: So. Sean shared a story yesterday that happened last week. You guys may have seen it. Uh, apparently, they were at a church and uh, some donations, a truck of donations mm-hmm. arrived because of the uh, recent vol- volcano eruption that was here. And the kids just started unloading that truck, small kids apparently. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that. It, you know, Please elaborate. But he was just talking about how the work ethic is instilled in, in their culture from a very, from early, very age. early age. Yeah, Very early age. I mean,
2: one of the things I liked that he said the most was, you know, there were no moms like, "Hey, get over there!" You know, why aren't you go help them? It was it was of their own volition. They just when they were even turning it into like little games. You know, well, how many you know packages can you get and before we have to stop, or you know, how heavy is your bag? Mine's heavier. <laughs> you know, it was just they were happy to to do it, and it and it was it was amazing to see. I mean.
0: You know, they did have a couple of photos that they were showing. I think they showed them one night, and there were like two of them, and it's like three, four small boys carrying one bag. They're all Mm. one on on every Mm. end, and they're just—I mean, you know—one of them couldn't carry it by themselves, but they would just and they just grab them (laughs) and just keep right on going. So the camaraderie is just—it's pretty amazing. It's like if somebody needs help, you jump in and help them. Mm You don't, you don't. You don't question, question yeah. it. You
2: just do it. It was. It was amazing. Yeah. I mean, even when we were the first week I was here, we were doing donations, getting them off the the chicken bus and into the area so that the ladies could start sorting through the donations and and the kids all ran out. The ones that mothers were waiting in line, you know, to go through donations, the kids were running out and carrying these fifty pound bags. You know, four kids, one on each handle, <laughs> carrying these duffel bags in, and they would. Run back as quick as they could to get another. It was so funny to watch, you know.
1: That's inspiring, isn't it? I mean, cause it's it's exhausting work. What we're doing with stoves. I mean, I finish a stove and I am beat. You know, I'm looking for my water bottle. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And you see things like that, and it's like I got more in the tank. I just need to figure out where that reserve yeah. switch is. And it really motivates you.
2: Definitely yeah. kick on the turbos. Yeah.
1: Jason, you got a story about a house you want to share?
3: uh okay as- aesthetically uh when you go in these floors are most of the floors on the house are dirt floors. you've probably seen this with the stoves mm-hmm. um and then you got four walls your four walls are metal or you have cane mm-hmm. um and a lot of these are like blackened by the the soot of the fires so um rubbing up against them is not good it might get a little dirty and then on top is another uh piece of sheet metal um it's pretty flimsy gets old pretty quick and it kind of flakes off um and I've been under sheet metal when it's raining and it rains a lot down here mm-hmm. and it's like a Getting hit, hit with drums, so yeah, it's uh, definitely kind of a culture shock when you yeah. see it.
1: Yeah,
3: and this is how people live. Yeah,
1: yeah, and their attitude is is inspiring too. They have so little, and they're so giving. Yes, mm-hmm. you know, they the one of the homes we were we were in today uh, gave us fruit when it was over, and it was probably something they grew in their yard. Mm-hmm. But it was still a sacrifice of food that could have gone to their family, and they don't have much. And uh, they're very, very caring, very giving, very appreciative about all of us being down here, and uh, helps me appreciate how much I have back home. You know, because it's easy to to look at your neighbor and go, "Oh, I, I don't have as much," but we have, we all have so much to be to be. You know, we live in abundance, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, well,
0: not only that, it's our last floor today. Uh, wasn't a large floor. It's probably ten by ten, maybe. And we're mixing concrete and the room is just like pitch black and it's like we asked them if they had a light. And they oh yeah yeah and they went out and they got a broom handle and they pushed the lamina, the the roof, back over to one side and the sunlight came in. And that was the light for the room. Mm. Wow. <laughs> and
2: and this was their kitchen. This it was, was gonna their, be their kitchen. This was there? their it had a little stove in there and I mean this is But they their actually didn't have a light kitchen. in there.
1: Makes you wonder what they do at night. Yeah. Interesting. Well, uh, any final thoughts you'd like to share with anyone listening who may be interested in joining us on a future mission? All of you guys are second-timers or second-weekers, so or any message you want to send back home to anyone that made it possible for you to be here uh, that you'd like to give a shout-out to?
2: Uh, I would say uh, this is my first time, um, and I decided to come for two weeks right off the bat. And uh, I'm very glad I did. A uh, lot of personal growth has happened this trip for me, um, which has been great, most of it. Uh, but um, if you're thinking about it, you, now is the time, as cheesy as it sounds. <laughs> I know, and right? I do love the name because you can't help but smile when you hear it, every time you hear it. Now is the time. And I would like to give a shout-out to Uncle Myron and Aunt Karen for, for helping me uh, with the... A nice donation, so that I could come here and and experience this this life, and this culture and
0: the beauty
1: mm.
2: of the people and the land.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: well said, Garland. I just we came. Our first year was five years ago, and this is our fifth year. Uh, the last three years, have we have been two weeks. First two week, first two years was we came for a week, and then. All of a sudden, it's like, why aren't we here for two weeks? You know, the rest of our group typically comes for at least two weeks. So here we are. And then when Daniel decided to come, it's like, well, we go for two weeks. He said, okay, I guess I'll sign up for that. (laughs) 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 Worth it. (laughs) Definitely worth it. It's definitely worth it. I mean, if you really, really want to experience another culture and the love of another culture, and you know they're so appreciative of everything you do and they're very happy people I mean yeah, they live in extreme poverty but you know when you play basketball with them you're playing with a ladder that's you know leaning up against the the building and you're shooting a basketball into the top rung of the basket that's your basket there is no basketball hoop it's just you know but they just they love they just love life Mm -hmm. right where they're at
1: yeah Jason
3: Yeah, so on Saturday I found out that a person from my church who was planning on coming but wasn't able to sponsored me. So shout out to Richard. Uh, Thank you for allowing me to be here for two weeks. And I look forward to seeing you when I get back and (laughs) telling you in person and also seeing you next year here in Guatemala because it's
1: something you can't miss. That's for yeah, sure. Man. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, thank you for your time. Thank, thank you, you for the great work you're doing. And this was cool for me, selfishly, <laughs> to get to spend some time with some guys that I have not had a chance to chat with yet. R- so, right on. Uh, maybe it was, um, what's the word? Uh, Predestined. Oh, that'll work. That's that not <laughs> the one I was thinking of, but that'll work. So, thank you. Well, on behalf of Sean and Damaris, Lillian and Corazon de los Niños, Thank you for your service to our Lord and to his children here in Guatemala. And thank you for sharing your stories on the podcast.
0: So that's all the time we have for now from Antigua, Guatemala. If you'd like more information about our mission, team photos, audio podcasts, blog posts, or even YouTube videos, visit our mission website at nowisthetimeformissions.com. That's now is the time dot com, and until next time, this is Sean Smith saying Dios te bendiga. May God bless you. Vaya con Dios. Go with God. Pero no immediatamente.